Welcome to the Real Estate Espresso Podcast, your morning shot of what's new in the world of real estate investing. I'm your host, Victor Manash. On today's show, we're asking a major question. Do I have to return to the office? As vaccination rates rise and the COVID-19 cases fall in the U.S., more employers are calling workers back to the office. There's just one problem. Many don't want to return. There's clearly other areas like Canada, Italy, France that are still firmly in the grip of the pandemic. But eventually, the same reductions in infection rates that are being seen in the UK and the US will spread to other parts of the world. A survey by management consulting firm McKinsey & Company found that 37% of workers prefer a full-time return to the office. That represents a steep drop from the pre-COVID-19 era, when 62% of workers preferred to work in an office environment. In the survey, 30% of employees said they're likely to change jobs if they're required to return to the office on a permanent basis. With that in mind, the return-to-work strategy has high stakes for businesses, particularly in a tight market for talent. Some employees have legal protections to refuse to return, such as medical conditions, while others just don't want to. The pandemic has clearly had an impact on employees' mental health. In the U.S., 56% of employees surveyed reported feeling at least somewhat burned out, and at least 27% of employees reported a high degree of burnout. Burnout is especially pronounced for people feeling anxious due to lack of organizational communication. For some organizations, the on-site environment is truly the best environment, where in-person collaboration results in a more productive workforce. But during the pandemic, some organizations spent less time in meetings, and employees certainly spent less time commuting when forced to work in a virtual environment. In many cases, individual productivity actually went up. If your organization is considering a wholesale return to the office environment, you might face some unexpected challenges. The McKinsey survey had some fascinating insights. In describing the hybrid model of the future, that is, people work part of the week in the office and part of the week from home, more than half of government and corporate workers reported they would like to work from home at least three days a week once the pandemic is over. Across geographies, U.S. employees are most interested in having access to remote work, with nearly a third saying they would like to work remotely on a full-time basis. Employers' hands are tied somewhat when it comes to asking health-related questions. Even asking whether an employee is vaccinated may violate certain health privacy regulations. If the employee's position is, I never want to set foot back in the office, then the employer can really look at their job description and say that this is or is not going to be acceptable. It's important that employers have a plan and they're consistent in enforcing it. So for employees who are not in that protected class, There's nothing legally preventing employers from mandating a return to the office or terminating a worker's employment if they refuse. Employers not required to recreate jobs to make them remote. If you don't have a disability basis for not coming back and you just prefer not to, the employer is authorized to part ways with you. With labor shortages in many areas, employers don't have a tremendous amount of negotiating leverage, especially when it comes to workers with high technology skills. With many employers seeing resistance, many are choosing a hybrid approach that can accommodate the challenges employees may have with returning to work, for example, such as lack of childcare options. It's also important for talent attraction and retention. Many employees will expect more flexibility going forward, and it's likely to be part of a hiring negotiation. Your company's top leadership should be engaged in an ongoing conversation about return to work strategy and the future of remote options, because these challenges are definitely going to be upon us soon. You might be dealing with a case of a top performer who doesn't want to come back to the office. That may be somebody the company doesn't want to lose. It might be understandable the companies want to make accommodations for those star performers. But if you're not consistent in applying a policy for a specific role, 
you could run into trouble of unintended discrimination issues. Employees with young children are also among the most likely to prefer flexible work locations, with only 8% suggesting they'd like to see full on-site return to the office. Employees without children, under 18, are three times as likely to prefer to work in the office, but the majority still prefer more flexible models. So what does this all mean for the office market? There's no doubt demand for office space is going to continue to fall. We've been in direct discussion with owners of buildings that have seen significant drops in lease space. The number of listings for sublease space has hit an all-time high, and subleases are being offered, frankly, at fire sale prices, which will ultimately put downward pressure on the leasing rates for new office space that hits the market. This McKinsey report is the first comprehensive report that I've seen that substantiates what we've kind of intuitively known for a little while now. As you think about that, have an awesome rest of your day. Go make some great things happen, and we'll talk to you again tomorrow.